Welcome to Put a Word on It, a podcast presented by Men of Valor. In each episode, we're going to talk with a different man, but each one with a unique journey from brokenness to freedom. I'm your host, Rudy Kalis. I spent over 40 years as a TV sportscaster, then retired and joined the Men of Valor program as a volunteer. So join the conversation, reconciling men to God, their families, and society. Welcome to another edition of Put a Word on It, brought to you by Southwestern Investment Group. Got a little special program for you today. There are two people I want you to spend some time with or enjoy their company. One is big old Bill Campbell. I say that physically, but he's just an interesting man who has found out some really difficult news. He found out just recently he has stage four lung cancer. Not sure how long he'll be on this earth, but how he's accepted that. But the way he grew up, and how his life has changed, the difficulty and all of that. And then you bring Brian Belzer in from Men of Valor and the partnership those two put together into a loving relationship for a very special moment. A lot to talk about. I want you to enjoy listening to Bill Campbell. Listen, Bill, everybody tells me you're a straight shooter. You always been that way? Yes, sir. How come? It's just, if you lie, you just gotta keep backing it up more. Where'd, where'd you grow up? Seneca, South Carolina. What was it like growing up? I had my mom and dad. You did? But my dad was never around. A lot of guys tell us that. Why do you think? It was a, he sold cocaine all my life. What was it like growing up as a teenager with him being messed up in that stuff? Uh, that's what got me started selling drugs. Did you think it was natural just yeah. to do that, to put some money in your pocket? Yes, Around 12 years old. 12? What are you doing at 12? You're not selling at 12, are you? I was uh, taking drugs to people, dropping them off. I never did get caught. You never did? No. Well, what happened, though? Well, I joined a motorcycle club called Outlaws. Yeah. And uh, I went to prison for 25 years for murder in South Carolina. Was it out of anger? They jumped on me in a bar, and, and I really didn't mean to kill the guy. But I cut him with a knife, and it split his throat. You never intended that to happen, did you? No. What'd that do to you? That drove me crazy. Why? The guilt. So you got out after a period of time? Yeah, I spent 25 years and got out. Then moved up here to Tennessee. And then got in trouble here again. Yeah. Where's God in this? You talk about feeling guilty, but you're going back to doing some of the stuff that you had done before. Well, I never really accepted him. What you think of him? Just something for a little bit of Sunday or something? Well, when I went to jail, I thought it'd be a way out. A little jailhouse religion for a while? Yes, sir. How did that change? I just realized that you can't do it without God. Where was that when you came to that realization? Right here, Men of Valor. I know you told me you were at Northwest. Yes. Was that where Men of Valor started to come into your life? Yeah, I seen y'all had a hope of being there. You were on the other side of the fence. We were there. Yes, sir. Did that start to work on you? Yeah. I went back that day and started reading the Bible. Why did it stick? It seems like it stuck. I, 
I'm still going down the same road, I'd be dead. So you give your life to the Lord. You want to change your life. And you get out and you come here to Men of Valor, right? Yes, sir. What was it like coming here? There's rules here. There's rules everywhere. You just feel the love here. And then all of a sudden you go to a doctor and what did you find out? That I have a mesothelioma, stage four lung cancer. What about finding that out? Well, it bothered me at first. Then a good friend of mine, Brian Belzer, and me got to talking, and I'm going to a better place. And so, whatever happens, I'll, at least I'll be with God. Did they give you a timeline as to what kind of time you got? Six to eight months. But you're okay at the moment? Yes. Well, I stay sick all the time, but with God, I'm always going to be okay. I would imagine it would be hard for you to think about finding out from a doctor what you have if you didn't have that change in your heart. It would. What about your family? They're gone? Yeah. My two sisters died of drug overdose. My dad died about seven years ago. My mom died about three years ago. It's only me. My son got killed in the military. You've been through so much, Bill. But you've got a strong story with the time that you've got left. Yes, sir. Well, do you smile once in a while? <laughs> Sometimes. You went to the beach, didn't you? Yeah, man of Beller. Yeah. Brian Belzer took I was privileged enough to get to baptizing here when we did the baptisms under the tent at one of our worship nights. And about two weeks later is when Bill found out that he had the cancer. He's really been inspiring to me as well, because for somebody who is so young in, in the faith, the trust he has in this through God is unbelievable. It's, it's inspiring to me. I, I watched him tell his doctor that he said, no, I don't think we'll do that surgery. We'll just leave when I die up to God. Uh, so it's been inspiring just to watch him. He knows about death when he tells me his mom and dad are gone, both sisters overdosed, his son has died. He knows about life and death, doesn't he? He does. He's had a very hard, during our trip, I was blessed to, you know, we rode six, seven hours in the car each way. So I got to hear a lot of the details of Bill's life that I wasn't even aware of. And, and he's had quite the interesting life. Who came up with the idea of going to Florida? When we found out that Bill's cancer was going to be terminal, I asked him, is there anything that, that you want to do that you've never done before? He said he had never seen the beach or the ocean before. And some of the participants here, the staff, the volunteers heard that I wanted to take him to the beach People started donating money just left and right. I mean, the the whole trip has been completely covered by the money that people donated. I, I didn't end up having to spend a dime out of pocket. The first thing he said when we were standing there looking at the ocean was, this makes you realize how big God is and how small you are. You know, that's just stuck with me as, as I've watched him and 
and we we're intentional we get together every day and and we pray and he's been as much of an encouragement for me watching him walk this out and trusting god as i'm sure over and above what i've been to him let me do something different because the name of the program is put a word on it what do you think is a word that fits him I would say probably Romans 8, 28, God causes all things to work together for good for those who love him and and Bill loves him. My feeling is that God already knew what was going to happen and God brought Bill here to bring him to salvation and to allow us to care for him and love him through these last days. You know, while you're talking, I'm thinking to myself, if I get it down to one word, it keeps going back to my mind, redeemed. And I think he's a man who's been redeemed. His life has been changed. And in the time he has left, he's going to influence others. Would that be appropriate? Absolutely. That's a great word that describes Bill. Do you look back at your life and say, I mean, you even think back to probably the, the, the guy that you cut and you realize you've taken a life, and there's been a lot going on in your life, hasn't there? Yes, sir. You feel that he loves you and has forgiven you? I know he has. Was there any part of you that said, wait a minute, Lord, why is this happening to me now? i finally just given myself to you, I love you, and now this happens. Yes, at first. How'd you settle that? I had a dream that uh, before I went to bed, and I asked God to show me that there was a heaven. And uh, that night I dreamed about being at this cabin with a river and all. And that's my favorite thing, camping. So I believe it. I take it for a vision instead of a dream. I think you're a huge example to a lot of people, Bill. I wish you the best, my brother. Thank you. All right. God bless. God bless you. Redeemed by God, you think of that man who now knows he's closer to Christ, closer to being eye to eye with Jesus in heaven in a short period of time, and to know that he's redeemed inside, he would never have known he had that chance, but now there's that little part of him that you can sense that's just looking forward to that day. We hope it takes a little longer than he expects. He's been a good man. He's, we've enjoyed his company in this program. Thanks for joining us. Join us again next time as we put a word on it. You've been listening to Put a Word on It. We would love for you to subscribe wherever you download fine podcasts. You can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, or Spotify. Put a Word on It is brought to you by Men of Valor. To learn more, go to movnashville.com.